I have been needing to do this podcast for years now. Like I have been saying it and I'm just happy I'm, it's finally here. Loves the 411, if you don't know, is an ode to Mary J. Blige. What's the 411? You know, this is this is a platform where I'm talking about everyday topics, but also being real with the people listening to me. Um, if you know me and you follow, you've been following me on social media, then you know that I am very outspoken and I honestly do not give a crap what anyone has to say. Okay. Um, so I was kind of confused. I didn't know what I wanted this first podcast to be about, but based on the dialogue and social media the other day on this whole Birkin bag thing with Yaya Mayweather and, um, Clarence and Queen talking it just sparked a lot of dialogue for me like a lot of thoughts you know on Cardi B's video where she posted the influence of hip-hop the influence of hip-hop has to me used to be a very positive influence where you have people in the hip-hop industry KRS-One, Queen Latifah, so on and so forth promoting you know the essence of black women and the essence of black culture and the importance of housing and you know building up the economics so it was a positive influence now i honestly i don't think that it's that positive like and i and i want you all to leave me voice messages because i want your opinion i want your honest opinion on whether or not you believe hip-hop has a positive healthy influence on black culture or on culture in general on fashion on jewelry on brands you know so on and so forth leave y'all comments and y'all and leave voice messages in here and i'm gonna plug it in next time so yeah she made the video basically stating how um you know hip-hop has had such an influence on fashion and i would say i think that people are are seeing it now more than before because we have social media we have television like we have all of these different networks we have all of these award shows we have all of these platforms where you can visually see hip-hop in its essence when it comes to branding but if we're really talking about where it started i mean it started way before dapper dan so if y'all don't know dapper dan y'all need to look him up asap okay um harlem pioneer like he he was the one transforming you know high-end quote-unquote high-end brands um you know gucci louis vuitton he was transforming these brands into merch that no one else was seeing. And this was mainly for, initially for like drug dealers, you know, hip hop artists, so on and so forth. But yeah, anyways, he was transforming these brands into basically knockoffs, if you want to be honest, and would sell them that way or would steal the shit and sell it from his car. But he was creating these bomber jackets, you know, bags, different leather jap jackets, started the, the leather screen printing. He was a pioneer when it comes to fashion because he took these brands that would not work with him and transformed it for black culture to rise. And basically, I guess if you want to say it that way, influence these fashion brands. 
So, you know, from dressing people at KRS-One, Eric B. and Rakim, Floyd Mayweather, Jay-Z, Salt and Pepper, he was really, really big. He became a popular name, like the person you wanted to go to when you wanted something exclusive. He was going to give you that exclusive look that no one else had in black culture. And if we're really being serious, because we're this is like this is the honesty podcast, okay? You know, this man was counterfeiting products, but he was making a living off of it, which is high key what people are doing now when it comes to smaller brands, because you have big brands right now that are and websites like Fashion Nova and different clothing places that and Car- the Kardashians out here still into culturally appropriating, you know, but making making products off of these newer brands who don't really have a big name for themselves. They're copying their looks, they're copying their styles, they're appropriating. And it's and it's a trend. It's not frowned upon, it's not looked down on. No one's suing them like they really should be doing. No one's really doing what they were doing to Dapper Dan back in the day. And I feel like the influence was way different because of the materials too. The materials people were using isn't like it is now. So the thing with the Birkin bag to me was y'all are out here really supporting, okay, these old white washed brands with bags that look like fucking Walmart bags. And I don't want to hear anyone saying it's because you can't afford it. You don't yada, 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 yada. Let's be honest. I can't afford it. But if I could afford it, I still wouldn't fucking buy it because I can go to Target and get a hundred bags that look better than that and still be on my budgets if we being fucking real. But yeah, y'all out here buying these whitewash brands by these old French white men with these bags that was named after white women and y'all are sporting it like it's something to be proud of. Like y'all are proud not y'all. Let me stop saying y'all. Because I know my listeners, y'all, y'all not buying no Birkins because I feel like y'all know better. Y'all know better at this point in life. But they are really out here buying these bags <laughs> that are named after white women and then talking about it like it's something to glorify. So it really leaves you to think and wonder, like, are y'all, are we still so mentally enslaved and so low on the chart that we still want this European ideal life where we are valuing ourselves on the basis of what white people say, what white people are creating, because they're not, they're not doing this with black brands. They're doing this with white brands. Whole social media debates on white brands and who has how many bags and whatnot. That is not a positive influence on the culture. The people who are supporting your music, buying tickets to your shows, going to the games, doing all of these things, they can't afford them bags. So to be honest, it really doesn't matter how many bags you have. The people buying your shit can't compare and can't relate. So there's no relatability when it comes to hip hop culture. So you may have an influence on these brands on Hermes and Kelly bags and Burberry and Gucci and Prada and Louis Vuitton, you may have an influence on these brands, but the influence when it comes to your people in the community that you came from, 
there's no relatability. So the influence is not a healthy one and it's not a positive one. So what are you really doing? Like what what is the basis really coming from? Black people there's there's such a separation between the black upper class, quote unquote, and black middle and lower class where we're still seeing the negroes and the blacks. Two two completely different groups and it seems like the more wealthier you become or not even wealthy the more successful you become in the eye of the white man or in the eye of the jews i feel like the more negro like the more your negro is really showing it don't matter how hood you think you are what gang you came from what community you came from you're not there no more and you're mentally not there no more so what the hell is the purpose because Y'all debating on Birkin bags is not uplifting your people. There's because they can't relate. We can't relate to what the hell y'all talking about. And it's like a guilty pleasure. It's like when white people say, we don't want y'all to wear our brands, which is what a lot of brands were doing. We don't want you to wear our brands. We don't want you to wear our stuff because you're going to basically diminish the value of it. You're going to diminish the value of our brands which is the same thing when they don't want you to move into their neighborhoods. They feel like they're, you're going to lower the, the property value and they feel like you're lowering the value of their merch. But it's like it makes them want to buy it even more. It's like, damn, they said we can't buy it. They said that they don't want us to have it. We should have it. When the mindset should really be, damn, they don't want us to wear it. Cool. We're not going to put our money into it. We're going to create our own shit and we're going to we're going to monetize that in a way that positively influences our community because we're going to put that money into our community building better schools building community centers for these neighborhoods that don't have pools or tennis courts or anything like that we're going to help put grocery stores on these blocks the blocks that have the the corner the corner stores and the the candy lady because the candy ladies still exist, don't play. But no, they're not doing that. And black culture, black elitists, the the attitude that it reveals is like, we are the foundation of the music industry in the United States. We are the foundation for the, mu- the music industry in a lot of foreign countries. The culture of black people is that people want to be like, us but they don't want to be like us in a time when it actually counts they want to be like us in the eyes of culture hip-hop music musical culture and it's so wild to me because if you think about music like punk and rock and roll and stuff like that punk rock whatever you want to say they were more focused on anti they were more anti-capitalist they were more anti-fashion like they were more we don't want to buy into which I said we want to wear what we want to wear, wear it however we want to wear it, and just look however we want to look. Which is wild because it, I mean, granted, rock started with black people, but when it began to transition into whiteness, the whites did not see it necessary to wear these high brands. So it leaves you to wonder why black people felt it necessary to internalize white beliefs about blacks and our race 
in general, black, lower class, urban and rural elitists? Like, why was it necessary? Why is it necessary to this day? You've had B-boys and B-girls back in the day wearing Adidas and Pumas and Kango bucket hats. Like it was, it's always been a thing to rock some type of brand and be this fashion pioneer and this trend and compete. It was always a competition. Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh and the whole jewelry thing, that was a competition. Slick Rick was a pioneer when it came to jewelry. That was, to me, when it became a, a popular ideal, a popular concept. And to this day, it is exactly the same. So it's like, yo, years and years later, decades later, and the mentality is still the same, but it's even worse because you got these kids and these houses and these toxic, stressful environments, you know, not being taught equally to their white counterparts. And they're seeing these things and they're internalizing the same concepts. And it's outrageous. Like, it, it's honestly not going to get them anywhere. The, their whole thing will be to want to be like what they see. So if this is what they're seeing, then Willie Lynch really did his job when he came up with that damn, you know, the making of a slave. The psychological and physical instruction of containment has been created. And it's been lasting for as long as they said that it would. And in that letter, they talked about, you know, the black woman is the essence for economic power. So to know that you as a black woman, you and and your offspring are the essence to our freedom, you know, the, the breaking of the cycles, the being independent. And we still can't even get there to this day because their economic planning four plus hundred years ago is still in play right now. They are still economically sound because we are, we are so involved with making sure we are having such an influence, um, you know, in fashion and in jewelry at the expense of what? At the expense of absolutely what? What is, what is your influence on brands and fashion doing for the schools you grew up in? I live in Atlanta now and it's, it's mind blowing to me because Atlanta gets so money for, you know, their TV and film. And you drive down some of these streets and you're confused because you're like, wait, didn't half of y'all grow up here? Why the community still look like this? Why the neighborhood still like this? What have y'all been doing? Are y'all so far removed that you can't even see what's going on in your neighborhood? You now live in Buckhead that you don't know what's going on in College Park? because that's a problem like that that is a surefire problem and it's exactly it's exactly what willie lynch wanted to happen like he made y'all slaves and it's been working and y'all offspring have become slaves because in essence we are mentally enslaved because of our parents and their parents and their parents and generations to come which was what the Willie Lynch letter was about. It was about concentrating on future generations to break to break us down so that we won't have any type of economic power. So you got them talking about Birkins where they're killing animals. 
that are being brutalized and murdered in poor and abusive conditions and y'all are bragging about wearing that shit. So not only are you wearing something that doesn't support your people, you're wearing animals that have been tortured. And just like you shouldn't, you know, ingest animals that have been tortured, you shouldn't be wearing it. That's negative energy. That's bad energy on yourself. Like, why are you proud of that? Come on. Like, that's, that is not something to be proud of. And they, y'all really need to quit with that, with that noise. It's just not, it's not popping. You got Prada, Gucci, and Burberry the past five to 10 years coming out with brands that look like replicas of racial issues nooses and dark skin the black turtleneck sweater the red lips this is an injustice to us as a whole so at some point black culture hip-hop culture the responsibility should be to cut off all ties with all of these brands every single one of them Burberry didn't want Ja Rule wearing their stuff years ago when Ja Rule was when Ja Rule initially came out. You know what I'm saying? They didn't want him wearing his wearing their brand. It wasn't an ideal thing. And when you in in essence, hip hop culture and the fashion industry was really for drug dealers. It was for drug dealers to look apart. And it became something that influenced hip hop as well. So initially, these brands didn't want black men in their merch because they felt like they didn't want their white, their white uh, customers feeling like they are relating to drug dealers. Like we, you don't imagine a, a white your white customer walking down the street and he sees a drug dealer in the same thing that he's wearing. Oh my gosh, he would be livid. He would be livid in that brand would really want to cut off all ties with the black community because they value the white counterpart more than the blacks. So it's like, if you know these these people do not give a crap about you or your community, why do you still want to wear their shit? What, what is wearing their stuff doing for you? Let's be real. It's the same thing when it comes to cars, luxury cars. It's the same thing when it comes to exclusive jewelry. What is ultimately the point? What are you really gaining? What is the community that you are so die hard for gaining? Because they're only die hard for when something happens, when a tragedy happens. Anytime a black life is taken at the hands of a white police officer is when everyone is so loudly speaking on the cruel police brutality and cruelty to black people. But there is still an injustice and a cruelty done when you are a black person and you are in a position of power or position of wealth and you are not doing your part to ensure your black counterparts, the black people buying into you as a brand yourself are not protected, are not valued, are not heard are not free from the injustices that have been occurring all of this time. So to really make, and if you look on that video that Cardi B made and all, all of these black people comments and like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. She's speaking truth, yada, yada. Josh should delete y'all comments because y'all look just as foolish. That is a foolish way to think. 
that you are you are almost saluting it you don't even see the degree or the magnitude of what comments like that actually say black hip-hop hip-hop should have an influence on award shows award shows should come out and say job creator of the year community developer of the year like these should be awards the whole system the whole entertainment realm and ideology itself should change because we we are too content with these norms that we are not adjusting ourselves in relation to what is happening economically and once people begin to change it would elevate us in a position of power so that we can sustain ourselves we cannot sustain ourselves on their dollar to her maze however the fuck you say it we are not that is not doing anything for me personally and i know it's not doing anything for you so what are we really going to do about that we need to have better ways like we need to stop supporting the same entertainers that are influencing these brands because they think that it's healthy we're putting money in their pocket for them to put money in the brand's pocket that does absolutely nothing for us and when we think about what what high-end fashion really is like it should be from consciously sourced materials the materials they use should not have an influence on animals we should not be continuing to have to for it to be a need to kill animals for us to wear certain things for us to look a certain way especially if we're talking about pollution global warming and our economy right now the, the lives of our animals is very influential to our air to our water to what we need to honestly survive it's not necessary for us to survive by wearing a birkin yo birkin could help a kid who wants to go to college but can't afford it because he's been living in poverty his whole life. It is your duty as a black person in hip hop to make sure you are supporting your black counterparts. That is definitely your duty. You're not black for no reason. There is a purpose to you being black and the fact that people are still not seeing that and they're still not aware is a problem. We are an important factor for good economics. We are we are the reason why we are failing. It is because of us at this point in time because we are very aware of what's been going on in our systems. We are very aware of what's been happening in the world. We can no longer blame ignorance because it's in our faces every single day. And they've destroyed our historical base that now we're relying on white European ideals to create our history and then we're depleting it because we're putting these same ideals and concepts into the generations after us. So we're ultimately screwing the rest of these kids and you have elections coming up and everyone's voting and so on and so forth. Great for you all. But at the end of the day, what is it really doing? Because your people are still in the eyes of the man and in the eyes of the people with the ultimate power, they're still living their lives off of this, this Nordicism ideology, this racial separation, you know, of white whites being the superior race. 
And what they say is wealth, what they say is status, what they say is power, what they say is influence leads to black people wanting that exact same thing. That at this point, a bag is a symbol of power. A bag is a symbol of wealth. A bag is a symbol of influence. And we're not taking the the concepts of what Master P has been saying when it comes to branding. You know, he's talking about coming out with the similar brands, similar ideas and concepts of as other brands, but then marketing that because you're going to buy these things regardless. But let it come from someone black who was also pouring money back into the community, who was funneling that money so that it's not going to waste. I just want us as a people to recognize that whatever someone says in the hip hop industry is not always vital or true. It It is not the facts. It is based on a concept of white branding, of whitewashed ideals, and it, and it doesn't fit us these days. It does not fit us, and we are still the crops of a slave system. We are still the crops of a forgotten language, of a forgotten history, and it's been doing nothing for us. Our value systems are still depleting because we want this guilty pleasure of what white elitists say we should have that is not what our that is not where our influence should come from our financial success should come from the hip hop industry and the people in it because we are funneling our money into them and at the end of the day it is definitely their responsibility it is definitely their responsibility black hip hop culture is a movement we are consumed, we are being embraced, we are, it is a competition when it comes to other industries, other genres of music, different types of arts. Everyone wants to impress us. We have been the face of so much when it comes to collaborations, but it's only because they see what type of power and money we can bring to their table. Is that really what we want for us when we say Black Lives Matter? Is that really the story for us when people look back and say, oh, they've been protesting, they've been rioting, they've been in politics, they've been trying to influence, they've been Black Lives Mattering from from day one. But at the end of that Black Lives Matter, what did we get from it? What has hip hop, sports, and entertainment done for us? Because hip hop has an influence on sports. And back in the day, it was doing great things, you know. But at this point in life, it's not doing what it needs to do. So I want everyone to recognize that they have a responsibility. You know, if you're out here putting your money into whomever you put it into, you do that. It's your money. But please don't forget where you come from. Please don't forget the injustices that are that is happening all around the world. Please don't forget the conflict between police brutality, the prison industrial complex, and the people in your neighborhood. Please don't forget your lineage. Don't forget your history. And don't forget that, you know, even if you're supporting black artists who have their own brands, that they should support you. There should be some type of support mentally okay that is that makes you feel like you're not having to choose you're not having to choose sides choosing 
your Black Liberation or Kanye West's Yeezys. There should not have to be a need to choose. It should be, okay, I can rock these Yeezys because Kanye's in support of everything Black. He's not at the end of the day. Let's be real. He's not, and it's a lot of Black people in fashion who are not. But it's a lot of black people in fashion who live down the street from you who are very much in tune with who the hell they are, who they support, and where they come from. And they value history. They value the importance of language. They value, they value the influence of their brand when you wear it to school, when you put it on social media. So I really want you all to be cognizant and very aware of what you're doing who you put your money into, because while it's your money, it's man's money. And man can change the value of money at any point in time that he so chooses. So none of this is for us. None of this is going to help us get by because it can be changed at any point in time because we are not in control. Okay? So yeah, hip-hop the 411. This That, that was the episode. Hip-hop the 411 and this influence on on black culture and black lives and the movement. We are a movement. Don't forget that. That wraps up this first podcast, Hip Hop, the 411. Make sure you all follow me on Instagram at who is Isla. Um, more pages coming soon. Hashtag loves 411. DM me for any sponsorships. Leave voice messages under this and see you all next time.